home of the stars, through the airwaves and on the big screen. Coming to you live from Hollywood, it's Rated G Radio with your host, Garrett Miller. And the crowd. Watson, host of What's Going On Back There. No, it's not host of What's Going On Back There. Angie, are you on the bed now? Just lay down. Okay, sorry. Sorry, everybody. We should restart the show. My dog goes up the dog stairs, and she's making a commotion getting into the bed because she's like, oh, pop up. We're going to listen to bedtime stories for the next hour. And I'm like, yes, you are, Angie. Um, I'm your host, Garrett Miller. I'm so glad you're here. It is Monday, February 21st, 2022, 7 p.m. live Pacific Standard Time. In just a couple of moments, I'll be bringing my good friend Rob Watson on. He, of course, hosts Rated LGBT Radio on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific time. He will tell you that they actually have it live for a different time, and he'll explain why we do that in just a couple of moments. But big thanks to everybody who's been writing in, listening in, and sending me your feedback and comments. It's a pleasure to always hear from you. Um, I will let you know that a couple of programming notes next week, I'll have Journey with Stephanie, and um, it's super cool to be doing this with her, but we may be having to change her first of the first Tuesday of the month show to the first Wednesday of the month, if I can twist her arm, because I'm being twisted with my arm to go work my part-time job evenings now instead of one of my days off, and I'm going to tell you, it's a cakewalk by comparison. Nobody from my part-time job listens to this show. So I can tell you that during the day, it is a rat race. It's crazy. It's insane. And I absolutely prefer not to do it. And the opportunity came about recently to do a couple of evening shifts. And so in place of my part-time job, one day a week on my day off, I'm working two nights. Now, here's where it gets interesting. One of my coworkers has worked for that company for 25, 30 years, something ridiculously long, he just had to open heart surgery and had a heart replacement, like a real one. And so he's in, in intensive care in the hospital and needs somebody to help cover some of his shifts. So I'm picking up Tuesday evenings on top of my new Thursday and Saturday insanity. It makes for very long days, but then I have two full days off each week. And it is a breath of fresh air to do daytime things in the daytime, like go to the chiropractor or pick up my dry cleaning or maybe even go grocery shopping. Crazy things. You know, it's just lifestyles of the rich and famous here in Huntington Beach. Um, so anyway, Stephanie will be with me next Monday night, but we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do for her Tuesday show. So that may be a in the air. We're also excited to tell you that Rebecca Fisk will be back next month, as well as Mary Lou Monroe Ray. Uh, Rebecca is one of America's top 50 psychics, and Mary Lou does specials from Down Under with her show, Rated Oz Radio. All the hyperlinks are on the show page if you're listening from Blog Talk Radio. And if you're not, you can check us out on iHeartRadio and Apple's podcast or wherever you like to pod. Um, but we're everywhere because, you know, we're the big time folks. This is our 11th year doing the show, and it's always a joy to welcome Rob Watson back to Rated G. Yay. Rob, how are you? Yay. <laughs> I'm great. Great. I'm thrilled to be talking to you again. We, we have to stop meeting this way. I know. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, I, Rob, you know, you know me. I hate talking on the phone. So this is really like the equivalent of our once a month phone call to catch up and to you know check in and see how everything is going. So how you been for the last month? I have so much I want to ask you tonight. Oh, it's been it's been it's been good. It's been a little crazy, cray cray, um, but that's the way it is for everybody. So you know, no complaints. I've actually had some um, really fascinating stuff going on. So. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Well, what, what has been fascinating? Do tell. Well, first I want to say I'm, I'm a little concerned about you taking a night shift where apparently one of the ramifications is, is that you lose a heart. So um, just, just be careful. Well, yeah. You know, it's better than working the day shift. And I can go into all the reasons why working the day shift is my least favorite thing ever to do. Um, but the short version of this, honestly, is when I went back to my part-time job, um, which used to be my full-time job, 
I went back and I said, you know, I, having two days off a week at my normal full-time job is just driving me nuts. Can I work one day a week? And they said, no, princess, you may not. You must work, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so for the short term, I kind of, and, and I also only wanted to go back and be a closing manager at night because I loved doing that. Well, they said, well, we need you in the day. And I went, well, okay, you know, fine, whatever. And every week I'd go in and it'd be the same thing. And I'm just going, I'm just going to like pull my eyes out of their sockets if I do this one more time. And a couple of weeks ago, Rob, they came back and said, so-and-so's out. Can you come in after work? And I said, okay, so I'm going to work my nine hours and then go work another four or five. Oh, yeah, sure. No big deal. And I went in there and it was like, oh, I really like this. This is such a different pace. And all, all the, yeah, the, yeah. the daytime is not there. So I just, I mean, I'm telling you a secret, Rob. And if they ever tune in, they're going to so fire me. I just stand around for like four hours and look pretty and maybe help a couple of people once in a while. And then I go home. It's not like the daytime at all. So I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, I mean, that is one of the great things when we do these podcasts and our shows is the people who listen to it are not the people who hang out with us in our lives. You know, which I haven't quite figured out exactly why. But, yeah, it is, it is comfortable, especially when we talk about them. And which, which – but yeah, the, warning, the reason they don't thing, hang out with the people that do the, the podcast is because they're listening to our daily lives all day long. The last thing they want to do is tune in at seven o'clock on a Monday night and go, I just heard about that all day. And then, you know, have to go back and pretend like they didn't hear about it. So this is our chance to talk yeah. to everybody from around the world. And yeah, it's super cool. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I always think about that when I watch the old Sex in the City, because Carrie mm-hmm. Bradshaw is writing these um, articles in the New York Times about her friends' sex lives. And I'm always sitting there kind of going, God, don't these women care that their friends like right. <laughs> about their sex life all of New York City? But that's the principle. You don't read your friends' stuff, so you don't know. Never. So now mm-hmm. we know the secret. Yeah. Now so, we know the secret, but, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, the, the, my life has been bopping along. I've started my writing business, which um, is going really super well, um, is ramping up with new clients, and I'm writing about their stuff, and that is has been exciting. I've had a couple articles published in different publications, one in parents.com since we last talked, and um, a, a couple in the uh, Los Angeles Blade magazine, wow. which is... They're they're in L.A. and um, yeah, so lots of fun going on. Well, I'm always impressed by your writing. Well, you tell such compelling stories when you write as well. So it's when you pick up an article written by Mr. Rob Watson himself, whose readers include millions and millions and millions, literally, of readers from around the world. Um, you know, you're in for a good time and something that you're going to actually probably walk away from going. I learned something and I enjoyed reading it at the same time. Who knew? Yeah. Well, one of the things that happened this month on Rated LGBT Radio and was one of the articles was um, I got to interview Barbara Poma, who is the owner of Pulse Nightclub and and was the owner of Pulse Nightclub the night of the massacre there. And we did the, the show with her. Her story was just so incredible um, from start to finish and um, obviously the the big point of the story was her experience being the owner of that nightclub when um, a gunman came in and killed 49 people Mm -hmm. Um, but after the show I turned to Brody who was already on board with me doing this anyway and said I have to write this you know I have to write this article and um, wrote the article for him for the Los Angeles Blade and so it is it is online and in print um, in L.A., um, Barbara's story, and it is, is quite the story um, and, and will continue to be the story going on. Well, then the shameless plug is go back and check the show archives, people, because you can listen to Rob's interview with Barbara right here on Rated LGBT Radio and then share it and tell all of your friends and family to listen in as well. Yeah. 
we've got we've got quite a, a bunch of good shows. Um, so I would I would advise people and, and shameless self plug, but you know I'm kind of proud of what we've done. That we have just dozens of fascinating guests. Um, you know, from Belinda Carlisle to Barbara Poma to um, we had a couple of uh, shows this month that were pretty intense. Um, one on foster care that was this week, this last week's show, and then the week before, we were doing uh, male victims of sexual abuse. Ooh, those so, are heavy topics. So, yeah, yeah, super heavy. And the night, the week before that was Pulse nightclub so yeah we um we kind of went pretty heavy this month with the podcast we do singers and we do um um uh, filmmakers and a lot of lighter fare even though a lot of their work can touch on pretty heavy subjects but um yeah no it's, it's been um fascinating conversations i love that how are jesse and, and jason doing they're good um both working, they are both working in food, um, which is my son Jason particularly is a foodie and, and actually quite a talented budding chef. Um, my other son, Jesse, really wants to get into more construction and um, he's, he's an avid skateboarder, um, but he is also uh, working at Togo's and doing sandwiches and soups. Um, to return money. So, yeah, they're doing good. Well, good for him. They're really good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually super proud of both of them. They're both really great young men. And um, just, you know, I, I, to say I adore them is an understatement. They, are, they, they rock my world. Well, they must have had a good dad growing up, huh? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> it's like we're I mean we're everything's great it just you know it's like you it, you know when you're a parent you're just kind of the fixture that's there I mean mm-hmm. they and which is the way it should be you know they you know they they haven't been without me so they don't you know it's like I'm I'm just dad I'm there and yeah you know, yep yep you know so Hey, I got a question. Speaking of the Pulse nightclub and things that are going on in Florida, have you been keeping tabs on the don't say gay bill in Florida of late? We have. In fact, we had a show um, that was one of the other shows that we've done, uh, which was uh, uh, Brandon, um, Brandon Wolf, who was at the nightclub at Pulse the night of the shooting and lost several of his his best friend and a couple of mm. other friends in the shooting. Brandon is now the, um, uh, he's not the ex- executive director, but he's the uh, public relations person for uh, Equality Florida. And they're the major group down there that's been fighting these different bills. And we, and we did a show on the bills coming up um, in Florida that, uh, that he's fighting against. Um, so what do you, in just like kind of a nutshell for the people who are listening tonight, what is the don't say gay bill and why should people care about what is happening in Florida tonight? The, the, there are a couple of bills that people should care about. That is definitely one of them. The um, basically what's happening, it's not just Florida, unfortunately, it's happening across the country is a lot of the state houses, particularly ones that are Republican run, are – and I'm going to back up a little bit. If you remember back in not too distant history, when George Bush was running against Al Gore, the, um, the Republicans decided to pick on gay people and same-sex marriage. And so they made it the big cause. It was the big – hot button issue that they got their base riled up against. And across the country, as he was running for president, they were passing all these constitutional amendments outlawing same-sex marriage in all these state constitutions. And it was blindsiding the uh, 
LGBTQ advocacy groups because nobody was prepared for that. Nobody across the country was fighting for gay marriage. They, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't an issue that was, had the pro side really jumping on board with yet. But the anti side was jumping ahead and stirring up hysteria and all these things were passed and they were doing it to rile their base up. Well, the current rile the base up uh, uh, scapegoats are transgender youth. And these bills are happening in a lot of the state houses across the country. They're, uh, they're doing it with the trans athletes where they're, they're making out that, that trans girls in sports are somehow going to just completely ruin girls' sports across the country and, and these kids need to be banned, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they're also going after transgender youth health care, trying to make it illegal for doctors to give medical attention to transgender youth, youth which often includes hormone um, therapy that keeps their, their puberty from happening too early. So it gives them the space when they're young to not have their bodies go through gender um, indicative change, you know, like the lowering voices and fur and, you know, all the things that happen to um, cisgender boys, um, putting that off so that the, the individual can then take a hold of what their body is doing and get that aligned with their psychic and psyche gender of, of, um, of who they really are. Um, so they're trying to, the, there's all this legislation against that. And, and there's all this um, book burning, which where they're banning pro-LGBTQ books along with um, civil rights and black rights books um, uh, and books just about the, the, the uh, racism across the country. They're trying to, to ban all these out of the kids' libraries. So all of these are going on. And now one of these bills, the um, Don't Say Gay, is um, essentially, it's an old bill that's been tried in different state houses and never passed, is saying teachers can't talk about being gay. They can't promote it because it is, to a conservative Republican religious person, contra- controversial, um, which it is. It's they're gay families, they're gay kids. They're mm-hmm. you know they're they there are people who need to not be invisible, and it is an attempt to make LGBTQ people, parents, teachers, and the kids themselves invisible. Why do you think, I mean, this is 2022, for goodness sakes. Why do you think we are still going backwards? I mean, we made some great progress a few years ago when marriage equality hit, and it just seems like in the last couple of years, everything is just going backwards. And to me, that is just mind-boggling for a country that has made so much progress and with people who have such an open mind in so many different ways it's like this sliver of society is rolling back to the, you know, the stone ages again. Well, I, I, my viewpoint on that is it has a lot to do with Donald Trump. Um, Donald Trump literally threw back a lot of advancement um, in his one year or one term presidency. Um, and worse than that though he he didn't create it, but he uncovered the racism and homophobia and hatred that already still existed in our country. It was you know, but it was under wraps. And the reason it felt like it went away was because we had made significant gains. But mm-hmm. a lot of those gains were made in court, not in the public. So there was still a large part of the public that were not quite okay with a lot of the advancements that happened 
by the, the court decree. For example, same-sex marriage, you know, a lot of the states where same-sex marriage became um, okay and legal were the public hadn't voted that way. It was, was because of the Supreme Court, and it just became the law of the land, that they, they were not allowed to restrict us in all these different states. Well, under the surface, that pissed a lot of people off who were anti-gay. And the things that the politicians need is they need to rile up the big emotions in -hmm. their base. Because if they, and hatred is a really good emotion to rile up because you can dangle it out there. It's passionate and people will get on the bandwagon and they will, you know, they will start supporting it. I think there is a point where a lot of people, if they sit back and think about it, they realize it's not fair, but they don't like it anyway. And so they don't care that it's not there. It's like it's, they suddenly see this glimmer that they can put life back the way they wanted it, which was gay people being invisible, black people being invisible. You know, it's like they could just go about their business and live their lives and not have to deal with people that they don't understand and they don't want to understand and they don't want to see. And so it, it is, it is fitting the need of those people that, that want it that way. Um, and the Supreme just, Court, yeah. unfortunately, Ugh. is set up to support a lot of this stuff if it gets that far. Because, uh, and one of the things the Supreme Court is already threatening, which I would think over half the country at least would be exploding over is women's reproductive rights. Well, you know, in the ERA. Oh, yeah. The, we the can't ERA, even get that ratified. ERA. It's 2022, and we can't even have equal rights yeah. for women. We, we can't have that ratified. You've got to be kidding. Well, there is, there is some fight to try to do that because apparently the few holdout states kind of came around, and now they're trying to go back and um, and and move that forward because it's sort of like a statute of limitations. I mean, that's been going on for so long. Um, but that will be, if that is actually codified into the Constitution, that would be a game changer as well. So we'll see how that goes. That That isn't a Supreme Court issue. That's kind of a, above and beyond them, although they may they may have something to say on the procedure of it. But okay, so that, Rob, I have a question. So I know that you were talking about the women's right for reproductive rights, and we're going to go back and, mm-hmm. and see the abortion issue brought up again. Why? Okay, I think a woman should have a right to choose. I'm not a woman. I'm, I am never going to tell you what you can or can't do with your body, okay? I Again, we're in 2022. Why can't we find something else to get up in arms about? We've, I mean, this is, it just seems like we are now trying to talk like we're back in 1972. So we're going back 50 friggin' years in history and we're making no forward progress. I mean, like, can't, can't we find some other, you know, sword to jump on and, and, you know, let well enough alone? This is crazy. Well, I think the majority of people, that's true. And that's one of the problems with what is going on in our country is, is that we are not ruled by the majority. We are ruled by a very well-placed minority. And to your point, that minority has not moved forward. In fact, they're moving backwards. It's, I you know, so they, they have never been on board, you know, and they, they want it the way that they had it. Um, and there is, there is some cultural influence on some of this stuff as well. Like with women's reproductive rights, one of the things that is difficult there is, and I agree with you. I mean, you and I don't have those body parts. We don't have a right to tell people who do have those body parts what or how they should use them. I mean, it's not our business. Um, 
but culturally, if you watch TV shows and you watch, you know, the, the popular stuff, um, abortion is not well regarded. And very few people, in fact, the, the two sides are really not pro-abortion, anti-abortion. The two sides are pro-choice and what they like to call pro-life, although that is the biggest fallacy in the whole world. Mm. Um, but, you know, the, the people who are pro-choice are for giving the woman the right to determine what is going on with her body. And then there's some deeply philosophical questions as to exactly when life begins that no one truly has an answer for, but each side makes up what they think or want to believe. Um, but the, uh, the, the I, I guess the, the difficult thing on it is like in the issue of same-sex marriage, eventually once it became legal, people who saw it and they saw they didn't have to be afraid of it and they actually saw the romance of it and everything else, that shifted, not everybody, but it shifted a lot of the people who were in the middle to being completely pro-same-sex marriage. Um, abortion has this taint of uh, we all love babies and, you know, the anti um, side wants you to visualize this as quote unquote killing babies, and so they've got the the color to paint it to make it seem like something really horrible. That that you know if if we're if we're for abortion, we're you know or if we're for pro-choice, we're we you know we absolutely are out there trying to convince women to abort their 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 um, pregnancies. And, um, you know, that obviously is not the case. No, it's not. But I don't know, Rob. I am really disappointed in the direction our country is going. I'm not sure what to do. I don't think I really have an answer. But, you know, I, I read the news and it just daily I am so disappointed in so many different facets of how the news gets to us. And the lack of factual reporting that seems to be most prevalent in the majority of news articles that are written. Now, I did not go to journalism school, but I can smell a really crappy story a mile away. Um, and boy, it is tough to sit there and read because you know so many people are reading this stuff, you know, left or right. It doesn't even matter what side of the fence mm -hmm. you're on and say, okay, well, it, it must be true. I read it on the Internet. <laughs> well, here's my advice on it is, and this is how I read my news, is I read the um, conglomeration sites. In other words, I read the sites that have all of them on the same site. So I read Fox News, CNN. I read um, ABC, NBC. You know, it's like I read, I get the, the input from all the different directions, and I will compare how Fox News reported something versus how CNN reported something. And you can see the bias pretty easily on how different things are presented. Um, so I think seeing the, the pretty much the gut of the truth is not beyond the, the realm of possibility. The um, issue I think that is dangerous is more subtle. Um, the voting suppression stuff that's going on oh, is unforgivable. dangerous. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, the thing, though, that I w hope happens in the midterms, because the midterms are supposed to be very difficult for the Democrats, and if that is the case, um, then our government is going to be a complete shit show um, mm -hmm. you know, moving forward much more so than it is or how people think it is right now. Um, but the, the thing that I hope happens, which we do have the power to have happen if people are on board, is the majority of people need to show up and they need to fight to vote even in the states where it has become made more difficult. And they need to 
get the people out of office who are obviously agendized. And we've had some real litmus tests about you know, things that have gone on. What happened on January 6th with the attempted um, coup of, of Congress, that, that's unbelievable. That's historically unbelievable that that happened. And for any politician that is trying to downplay it, they need to go. They just need to go. And I would say that if it was reversed and it was the Democrats. It's like we, we need the politicians, whichever side they're on in Congress, to have integrity. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, we have to fight for that. And we, the public has enough people to do that. And on women's reproductive rights, women, have to, women and people who care about women need to stand up against that. I mean, we need to get angry and we need to go out and fight for it. And civil rights, you know, it's like we need to not only just say Black Lives Matter and, you know, you know watch our favorite black comedian or whatever. We need to address the systems that have been set up that are racist, in their how they're set up. In other words, the, it doesn't matter that the people in those systems right now think of a great of black people. The fact is that the system was set up to treat black people as a whole differently. Mm-hmm. And we have to change that. We have to fight to change that. But we, we need the right people in place to do that. And it's not well, just the president. Yeah, and I'm sure you've seen the recent news story about the black family that had the white family come in when their house was getting appraised, and the house appraised for a gajillion times more than when it appraised with just the black family there. You know, it's stuff like that. Again, it's 2022, people. This is just fundamentally wrong. Yeah, you know, know, that's been happening the whole time, though. It's like people... You know, it's like they're guilty of the crime of, of taking a walk while black, you know, going yes. to a store while black. Unacceptable. You know, shopping while black. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's, you know, and we have to look at the whole culture because I, I know when, you know, back in the 70s and, you know, a lot of the cop shows that we watched and everything else, um, they would, it was so easy. They would, you know, they would parade, parade the gangs and it's like, you know, these this group of, you know, a bunch of black men were the bad guys. And, you know, it was, it was a constant stereotypical presentation. Mm-hmm. That isn't to say there weren't minority gangs out in the country. There were, but it wasn't the, the media portrayal of it made it so that the vision of a black man was fearful. I mean, it became the connotation which is bled in to the psyche of so many of these people on the police force. So that, you know, I don't, you know, we look at things like um, the people who fight for gun rights and the right to carry a gun and the right to carry a concealed weapon. And look at that and go, if you're a black person, that's like, you know, a death sentence. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a black person with a concealed weapon and, and, you know, they get pulled over, they're completely innocent, they haven't done it, but they're suspected, and they have a weapon, they're, I, I just, you know, yeah, you just, they're, you, they're going to get shot, yeah. you, know, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's, it's like, there are two different rule books, and, you know, so a lot of this wasn't gone, it was just buried, and, um, the thing that Donald Trump did that I don't, I, it's hard for me to call her positive, but it kind of was a necessity was he pulled the scab. So he pulled out in the open a lot of the gunk that was still in this country and made it much more obvious that it was still there. And he did inspire people who were absolutely proud to stand up and, say that it's still there and that they're part of it, which is abhorrent, but now they're out in the open. And so well, we, something we have a else, more direct target. 
out in the open is the fact that Donald Trump in this last reporting period has raised over $108 million for his political action committee. And I, by the way, I'm the least political person ever, but he has raised $108 million that is going into his war chest for whatever nonsense is going on in that brain of his. You know how much money he has actually donated or his political action committee, which is raising this money to help support other Republicans. You know how much money, Rob, they have donated to Republican candidates in this same time period? Under $300,000. Now they've raised $108 million. So you know who's keeping all that money? The bankrupt ex-president himself. That's just sitting there waiting for him to figure out what he wants to do with it. He may need it because he's got a lot of legal troubles. So, you know, he may be siphoning that off to pay all of his massive legal bills, some of which may eventually have to be to try to keep him out of prison. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's I guess I'm here's go ahead. No, you go ahead. I say I hear here's what I think is really frustrates me. So and again, I'm not a lawyer. I don't even play one on TV. So I don't know all the particulars and the ins and outs, but what smells like a rat, walks like a rat, and talks like a rat tends to be a rat. And with this, with all of the documents that are coming out, with all of the um, people who are saying this is the way it's been, if this were back when Nixon were president, they would have have him, they would, he'd have been so railroaded and he'd been in front of, um, you know, a jury and they would have had him hung long before this drawn out process. And I think the entire nation at that time, as I read history and look back on documentaries, again, I'm not an expert. It just seems so compellingly bizarre that in today's world that all of this is going on and the fan base, because that's what it is. It's because he was a TV star. The fan base behind this is going like, he's right. It's been, you know, he's getting the, he's getting shafted. And it's not like I, I'm not hearing any voice of reason going, you know, that was illegal and it is illegal. And so we need to treat this like we would treat anything else that's illegal. And if you say that and you're a Republican, you're automatically blackballed for anything. And I think that is absolutely unforgivable that you can't even be in the party whose principles you stand behind and probably have thought about for decades to form your opinions and build your constituency to go and try to do something good for your district. And you can't even stand up for that because if you say anything negative against the ex-president, then you are automatically not going to get any support and all of those fundraising dollars are going to just continue to go into that war chest. That, I think, mm-hmm. is wrong. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you absolutely across the board, everything you, you said. I mean, it's like you look at Liz Cheney. Now, Liz Cheney, um, Who's there's brilliant. nothing I agree. Uh, yeah, well, there's nothing I agree with her on politically. I mean, before, you know, the, the uh, January 6th and everything else, you know, it's like, you know, she voted pretty much everything she voted for, I would be, I was abhorred. But yeah, it's like, Oh my God, that's horrible. But Liz Cheney has principles. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like she is, you know, she is standing up for the basic principles and the basic foundation of this country is supposed to be built on. She is what a Republican should be. I mean, I'm still going to vote against her because I don't believe in the, the different issues that she does directly or, or at all. Um, but it, it would be nice to deal with people you disagree with on the issues but still have this foundation that you think is important for our country. Um, so it's, and, you know, it does go down to everything you're saying. Though. I mean, it is that Trump was a TV star. Um, you know, it was, he was appealing to the part of America that was like, Screw the government, screw you know principles, screw all that. You know, it's like we just want to win. You know, it was like the the sports fan mentality. It's like win at mm-hmm. all costs. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like it, you know, throwing principles out the window. We we are in danger if that mentality takes over. 
because it's it it is dialing things back. Um, I mean, you were talking about you know how you know we're going backwards and everything else. There, there. I don't know that this is going to not be killed immediately, but the fact that it was even suggested is appalling. In mm-hmm. Tennessee, a a one of their state congressmen or senators has proposed a bill that says that different people who get a license to carry a, a concealed weapon are, quote-unquote, automatically deputized. As no! De facto law enforcement. Yeah. It's like... It oh, is, I don't like not that. Only, yeah. Not only is it going back 30, 40 years, it's going back a century and a half to the Wild West. Where you know it's it, it's insane, and I mean it's even to the point that the first voices that are against this are police organizations, you know. So, but it is the fact that anybody could be so freaking crazy to even propose that is appalling. <sighs> okay, Rob, we have 18 minutes left. We need to lighten the mood. <laughs> And give our listeners some hope for a brighter tomorrow. So with that, let's change well, topics. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Which of my past shows do you want to talk about? Uh, kids that are in foster care or um, male no, sexual I, abuse? No, I want to talk about you. So I have a question, oh, and, and this is because I've read an article in the newspaper the other day, and I thought, well, when we do the show on Monday, I'm going to ask Rob this. Now, I don't need to know the details, Rob, because I, that is not the interesting part of this. But I want to know, where is the weirdest or strangest place you've ever had sex? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and not asking what you ever... did, and I'm, I'm happy to mm-hmm. answer as well, but where is the weirdest place you've ever had sex? Weirdest place I've ever had sex? Um... Hmm. I mean, there. You know, I've I've been able to mess around in some kind of public venues, but that's not particularly weird. I don't think. I mean, I think people have done it on the beach and in the woods and all that. Um, weirdest place. Well, okay, maybe not weird, okay. but where, where's all the right. most unusual? Okay. So you here can was, interpret this was, however you want. Here was here was the weirdest. Um, that took me by surprise. And this was a couple decades ago. Um, I was having lunch with my mother in a very fancy upscale restaurant in Long Beach. And the waiter, um, I'm trying to remember, he might, I don't even know if he was our waiter, but a, a waiter in the restaurant was very, very flirty <clears throat> with me. And um, uh, at a certain point, I had to go to the restroom, so I excused myself from the table, went in to the restroom, and um, was at the urinal, and then, boom, who pops in right next to me at the urinal, right next door, and, um, yeah, things got a little heated in a very erotic way. Um, Okay. And then I went back and sat down. Let's with my mother. <laughs> Hello, mom. Where have you been? Oh, nowhere. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a part two on that one too, though, because I just thought of the other. Oh, one. good goodness gracious! Kind of, I'm gonna start kind to of, blush. This one, well, this one was actually uh, when I think back on it, pretty wild. Um, I was on a trip to Boston with a coworker of mine who actually also happened to be gay. Um, he was particularly arrogant um and anyway that that's neither here nor there but as we were sitting on the plane this really cheap guy got on the plane and um the guy next to me looked at him and went and this guy had a boyfriend and he went oh my god he was completely lusting after this guy and going oh that's still my type and da 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 and i'm sitting there kind of going oh dean you know i don't think he even noticed you you know you know whatever <laughs> So anyway, fly to Boston, we land, um, I go into the restroom, obviously restrooms have been (laughs) pretty good for me, Um, 
I go into the restroom, um, and who pops into the urinal right next to me but cute guy that got on the plane. And, oh my. yes, anyway, we ended up in a stall, and, you know, that was that. And then I walked out and <laughs> met Dean at baggage claim, just having, you know, had carnal relations with the guy he was lusting after. So, anyway, those are my two weirdest sex stories. Well, th- th- those are two good weird ones. So the reason I asked this question tonight, Rob, is because there was recently legislation. This is, and this, I don't mean for this to be a legislation show, but it just happens to be the topic that comes up. In Ohio, do you know about the story in Ohio, Rob? Not, it's okay no, to say no. no. Not, not, not yet. Okay. <laughs> not yet. Okay. So when you think of going fishing, Ice fishing, in particular, ice fishing. You know, oh, this one, okay, I knew. Go, when it's going. cold out yeah. and freezing yeah. out, what do you first think of when you think I'm going to go ice fishing? Just off the top of your head, um, prostitution. Me too. I thought I was the only person that thought about prostitutes when I go ice fishing. By the way, I've never been ice fishing. But the story, I, okay, again, it's 2022. Did these people only eat processed foods when they were growing up? I just need to know the answer to this. But there's a story out of Ohio where their local legislation was trying to pass a ban on having the fish, um, you know, like the fish house or the shanty shacks out on the ice, ice drifts of Ohio's lakes because the legislator was quite sure that um, when the people weren't fishing, that in an ice hut used for ice fishing, people would hire prostitutes and it would just be rampant with whores instead of right. lures. Well, so I, so I have two comments on that. Okay. Um, one is One is actually in support of this gentleman. Um, and just in his defense, playing devil's advocate, um, uh, is that um, if you are in a cold climate like Ohio, where it's snowy and all that, and there are people who are, you know, of, of the adult erotic trade selling their wares, and you want to partake of it, um, as, as I've just shared with, you know, um, there you get creative in the locations that you actually do it in. And so those ice shanties for somebody who is of that mindset could represent that. Now, okay. here's the downside. What's for the downside? Most normal people, for most normal people who look at an ice shanty out on a piece of ice are not going to think of that. The only people who would imagine that you could use those for that purpose are people who have done it themselves. Oh. And I'll leave you mean that like, right there. Okay. So that's almost like when we hear all of these people saying, I hate fags. Yes, I said the word. By the way, I've said every naughty word ever at least once. But you hear the people, I hate the fags. And it's usually because they're secretly gay themselves. And exactly. then they find out that they've you know, been trying to pass anti-gay legislation and they're anti, anti, anti. And then they've been hiring the little male escorts to take them on trips and meet them in hotels and things like that. Isn't that funny how the pot calls the kettle black? Yes. Oh, totally. Well, yeah, totally. So that, that is my observation of this situation that the person who – whose mind immediately went there, there's probably a reason his mind probably. immediately went there. That, that would be my, my guess. Okay. Well, I, I am shocked that you knew about the story, um, I'm, but I'm thrilled to hear some exciting adventures of the past for you as well. So that's also kind of fun. Um, what else is hold that? on. Wait. Oh, wait. Hold, 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 okay. hold, 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 hold. Yeah. I never heard the Garrett Miller story here. 
I okay. was so I need to tell you, I'm story. probably the least exciting storyteller of all time. So if you think that this is, I mean, you're going to go like, this doesn't even count. But I'm going to be really honest with you. I, you know, I was a very late bloomer in all regards. And I would probably say the craziest thing that has ever happened is that I made out in a car in a parking garage and got caught by, um, you know, the security people or whatever. And they tapped on the one and said, knock it off. So that happened at in Phoenix, Arizona, and there was a waiter that worked at Houston's who I was very into. And uh, I don't know how we ended up even connecting or anything like that, but we made out in, I think, his car until we had the security people come and go like, you need to knock that off. And um, that happened once. Okay. And, I know. I, I know. It's not. It's, it's not because I've been racking my brain trying to think before I ask you the question. I better have an answer for myself. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, and that, it's like, that's just making it's, out. It's not. It's not even aware. It's like that. You only were talking about making out, which is like. I I know. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, right. for for well, me, that we, was a big. <gasps> I was gonna get caught. Got. You know, caught necking in a car. Well, there was not like really a lover's lane or any makeout point or anything like that in Phoenix. If there is, I never knew about it. Um, so one late, late night, um, yeah, I made out in a car and I kind of got caught by security. Mm-hmm. I know. And it fully clothed. There was nothing exposed or anything. It was just making out. So boring. And it's, it's like it's not even a PG-13. It's a light PG rating on it. Yeah, but there so, we go. Anyway, well, so that's my, oh my God. that's well, my story. Mm-hmm. I that guess was Sam the waiter. I have a, yeah. I, I mean, I, I focused on the restroom ones uh, uh, in this conversation, but you know, a, a couple others have come to mind, which I'm going to keep to myself. <laughs> okay. Well, you can share those uh, maybe at another point on a different show with a different topic. I don't know about that. So what else is new and exciting in your world, Rob? We've got eight minutes left. Oh, Let's geez. leave the listeners with some something to get excited about. Well, hmm. Um, the other thing, one of the other articles that I wrote this month, which um, parent, parent.com, Parents Magazine uh, online, um, has tapped me for a couple of articles, which I'm really thrilled about. They have a readership of like 2 million, so that's pretty cool. And when last we talked, I wrote one about the Buttigieg's and um, a troll that had made comments about their picture with their twins at the White mm-hmm. House. Um, this month, I wrote about a penguin couple in um, New York, in New York Zoo, um, that uh, the, what, this penguin couple is a kind of a rare breed of penguins. And so when a, 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 an egg is laid, the zoo is very, very careful to make sure that that, leg, that egg actually gets hatched. So um, a, an egg was laid by a heterosexual penguin couple, but they were not deemed appropriate or capable of taking care of that egg to get it to hatch. And a couple that were two male penguins were deemed appropriate. So they essentially foster parented this egg and it hatched um, at the very first part of January, 2022. And the little chick, penguin chick, became the first, um, you know, first baby penguin of 2022. And it was just a testimonial to the principle of a loving couple, regardless of their gender, is capable uh, across other species as well. Anyway, I wrote an article about that, holding in the fact that I am the human version of that penguin couple and um, talked about raising the boys and, um, and all of that. So that I love that story. Com. Parents.com. Read Rob Watson's Parents. article on that. Yeah. Well, Rob, I will tell you last week, I, you know, I do this thing on the side called singing a song every once in a while. And for my shameless yes. plug on the show page, you can go to my Spotify link for my artist. My, I go by blonde Jesus. Because, you know, 
Why not? And I've got a link on there to the musical and my Christmas album, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Well, as luck would have it, because, you know, I've got kajillions and kajillions of loyal fans all around the country and around the world who write in and listen to my playlist daily. I am up for a couple of industry awards here in L.A. And so I went up to my because, you know, everything's like, you know, virtual now. Okay, so it's not like when I first won my first award and they held it at the Rose Bowl. That was very, very cool. But so now everything's virtual and you, you know, send in an interview and that type of thing. They said, you know, you might be, which is code word for you are, but you might be getting a couple of awards and we'd like you to send in your acceptance speech and have it in by date X. So last Friday, I drove up to my video producer's um, studio in Fontana. Now, Fontana, for those of you who don't know where it's at, it's middle of nowhere. But from where I'm at, assuming there's no traffic, it's probably about an hour and 15 minute drive. That's assuming you're going the speed limit. So I left my house to be there at his studio for th- my 3 p.m. meeting. I left. I thought, oh, I'm going to leave early. So I left at 1.30. Oh, my gosh. It's, I'm just going to fly. I arrived at his studio at 4.45. Now, you can do the math because oh even I'm smart on that. Yeah. And it was th- three hours and 15 minutes to go about 65 miles. But it was, uh, you yeah. know, it was a Friday well, afternoon. Yeah. yeah. And I and I told him when I got there, I said, I'm so sorry I'm late, but you realize this is the first time in like three years that I've not, you know, been just driving to work. I've actually gotten on a freeway and had to go somewhere. And apparently everybody else is now driving back to and from wherever they're supposed to go. So that harkened back to prior days. But anyway, so I filmed a couple of videos for my acceptance speeches and he just sent them over to me earlier today. And they look really good because I'm in character Yay. as long Jesus. Can I get an amen? And, you know, um, so I've just kind of had to accept that I'm going to have to embrace that as a character. I can't have that actually be me. So I'm really excited to share that with you offline because I can't really release them until, you know, I quote unquote win the award. Um, but that was kind yeah. of fun. I went up there and, you know, he filmed me with professional cameras and I look kind of fancy and the whole thing. So that was kind of exciting. But anyway, that's, that that's awesome. it. Yeah. So everybody, yeah. real and quick which, reminder. Which songs are the awards for? Are they for the album so, or for the songs themselves? Are you ready for this? So this is just like freaking me out. So for one of the awards, it's Artist of the Year. And the other one is Outstanding Legacy because they've seen my body of songwriting that I've done over the past, past five, six, seven years. And they are, you know, supposedly going to award me this award for the stories that I tell and, you know, my reasons for doing music the way I do it. And so I'm really honored to get this at such an early phase of my career. But this is, you know, I've released now my fifth album and I'm starting work on the next projects. So I'm super excited and very proud of that. So anyway, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, I hope you mentioned in, in that one acceptance piece is like, I'm actually too young to be getting a lifetime achievement award. So I, well, I, thank you anyway. I wish it were like a lifetime, but it's, 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 outstanding legacy, I think is what they call it. So it's just really about the, the course you're at in, in your career and why that's been important and how you're impacting the world. So I was very honored that they said, we'd like to present this to you. So again, I, it, I'm assuming I'm getting it because they asked me to send in the acceptance speech, but you know, we'll, we'll actually see. And if so, then I'll, I'll play that and I'll share that on social media. But anyway, um, next week journey with Stephanie's Stephanie Gerard will join me as my guest co-host on Monday night. And then we'll figure out what we're going to do for her show. Cause we're supposed to do it every first Tuesday of the month, but I got to work at my part-time job because I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> so with that folks, we'll figure it out. Rob's going to be back the third uh, Monday of the month next month as well. And if all goes well, we're going to con him into doing this for um, the next quarter as well. But it's a privilege and honor to have you here. We're on iHeartRadio under rated LGBT radio, and then also on Apple's podcasts. Take us with you. Share the show with your friends. Tell everybody to tune in. And it is always a pleasure having you be part of our show. Rob, thank you again. I love you so much. You're a great friend, great writer, super talented. And we will see everybody here next Monday on Rated G Radio. You've been listening to Rated G Radio. Hey, I just said that. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.